Hi guys, I hope you're having an amazing, beautiful, positive day because you deserve it. I'm sending you so much love and so much peaceful, balanced energy all the way from New York. Thank you so much for being here. It is Feels with Mish and I. it's 121 here in New York and I just knew that this message is for somebody and it's been poking at me for some time. It's going to be a message, but it's also going to be uh, kind of like a story time. And I knew that it was time for me to just tell some of these things that have happened to me uh, in my life because they're just so divinely guided and they're things that have happened that I will never forget. And it is proof of how divine we truly are and how connected we truly are to, you know, angels and God and, and, you know, the spirit and this illusion, like this reality that we cannot see, right? It's outside of us. It's it's beyond um, our physical here as humans and... It's such a profound revelation to really sit in that understanding. We really just feel so protected and so loved. So before I get into this message, first of all, for those of you returning, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You mean everything to me. For those of you that are new, thank you for joining us and being here uh, to join me on this journey to self-mastery and self-love. I hope that my messages find you and that they bring comfort to you and help you find deep understanding uh, to what your life truly is and, and how powerful you truly are. So I'm going to get right into this. I began my spiritual awakening when I was 24 and I'll never forget it. I was working at a nightclub at the time actually. And I had always seen the number 1111. And one of the girls that I worked with, she said, uh, you're going through a spiritual awakening when you see that number all the time. And I had absolutely no idea what that meant. I had no idea what a spiritual awakening even meant at all. And uh, at the time I was just working three jobs I was working in a nightclub I was working at Mac doing makeup and then I was working in a catering company and I had not even addressed any of my trauma from childhood I had not even looked at myself in the mirror um, I was living out of an unawakened state and when you're living in an unawakened state and your soul is crying and clawing at you to just wake up. Um, you're living off the path of the soul. You're living out of alignment. You're not happy. You're living to please others. You're the people pleaser, the overgiver, constantly giving your power away time and time again in your life. You're the person that um, puts everybody before yourself. Uh, you're the person that is so afraid of what people think about you. Um, you're the person that goes to sleep at night and overthinks your entire day, your entire life, your future, and you're never fully present in your body because of this. You're never fully present in your experience because of this. And I was just very 
emotional. I was so out of control of myself, um, constantly manipulated from the energies outside of myself. And when you're highly sensitive uh, and you can't shut this off, you become exhausted, like extremely, extremely, extremely exhausted. And some of you are in this place right now. You're extremely, extremely, extremely exhausted. You wake up every day and you think about how to present yourself in the world and you're at your jobs that you're unhappy with and you're, um, you're, you're meeting up with friends and they're cool, but they're not like true friends. They're just kind of people you hang around with, you know, and everybody's out drinking on the weekend. So you're involving yourself in the activities and you don't feel good about it. You drink and you look around and no one's truly happy and you're recognizing this, you're noticing it. Um, you're starting to have these like revelations from the space of, how unhappy you truly are and you become more and more unhappy and more pressure on yourself to like fit into this lifestyle that you know you think and that's been spoon-fed to you the idea of how your life needs to look the idea of how your life needs to be that is something that has been spoon-fed to us it's been you know given to us as an idea of how our life needs to look like and to be presented in a certain type of way based on what we see on television. And, you know, we are spoon-fed that, right? We are programmed to that, uh, to that idea through television, movies, music, um, pictures on Instagram, all these things, right? Even our... Um, even the way that they make commercials, right? Say they're advertising something in the music, it's all positive and the colors are all bright. Everything is to stimulate us, right? And from these stimulations, these like triggers and dopamine hits that we get throughout our day, um, we are then reminded that we are not, we do not have this life. And you're just trying so hard to have that life, right? And you're like, why can't I have that life? Like, why why me? I don't have that life. And we just want to beat ourselves up because of it. We want to tell ourselves that we are not enough, that we, we, um, we are unworthy. So I went years in that space um as far as i could go until god was knocking on my door and and would not let me ignore the calling Ooh, this podcast is called the calling it is the calling of your soul it is the calling to return to the self it is the calling for you to wake up and realize how beautiful your life can be because you can create that from within that you do not have to go out anywhere to purchase anything to have anything to be with anyone but the self and god for you to have that life that you truly desire and so i remember my life um, from the time I was 24 to the time I was 28, 29 even, 29. And this might be um, something that you don't want to hear. 
but it is something that you need to hear. The more I held on trying to create that life, the more I exhausted myself, the more depressed I became. Um, The need for me to just let go and believe in the process was so powerful and I could not figure it out. I was just trying to grab on. I I had these limiting belief systems that were telling me that I was not going to be able to be okay. I was not going to be okay. I was not going to make it. Um, I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable, right? All these stories that I told myself, they were such a lie. They were the biggest lie. And I really slept on myself. And... We have to understand the power of influence and the people that we keep around us and the environments that we keep ourselves in. So important. You see, when you're going through a spiritual awakening, you need as much love and positivity and influence in your life as possible. Um, The more we try and stay in the... Actually, you know what? That's the thing is, you're never going to be able to stay. God, almighty God is going to force you out of those places because the emotional exasperation yes i said exasperation such a powerful word um the emotional exasperation of you staying in certain situations relationships jobs family environments unhealthy toxic environments like house maybe apartment maybe you live with people that you it just simply cannot be God will come in and start a shit storm and everything will go up in smoke and you will have to flee. You will have to go. You will be redirected out of that space. And you see, the thing is, is we want to hold on tighter when we're being redirected. We, we just can't trust the process for what is happening. We hold on so tight that it gets to that point where, we, where God has to come in and intervene. Whereas is when you're in alignment, you love yourself, right? This is a difference to where I'm at now. I'm in alignment. I love myself. I feel and know and my intuition is so loud and clear that if something is off, something doesn't feel right, it's not in alignment with me and my highest potential. I am so in that knowing that I'm I'm good. I'll step away. Even if it's shiny and pretty, like if it doesn't fit for me, it simply doesn't fit for me and I'm okay and at peace with that. I've I've been able to master the calling of my soul and I can hear God and move with God and move in the directions that I need to go in based on God's calling of my soul it takes time to get here though and so this is why I say those years of me holding on they were hell you see you have to walk through hell you have to it is necessary because the more and more that you're acknowledging sorry the more and more that you're ignoring the calling the harder your life is going to get when god is here knocking on your door it just simply cannot be you simply cannot live the life that you were living before and the, the more that you try and hold on to it the harder your life gets so i'm going to share some moments with you I remember when I moved to New York, I got so, so tired. Like my soul 
was so exhausted. I had invited in the same karmic lesson time and time and time again um, as an anxious attachment style. Um, God needed me to continuously give my power away in order for me to realize that it wasn't the people that I was inviting into my life that were the problem, that I was my own problem. And the problem was that I continuously gave my energy, overgave my energy, trying to be loved, trying to prove my worth and my value to people. And because of this, I completely exhausted myself. A lot of the situations ended very dramatically, very chaotic um, situations because you I didn't ignore or I didn't listen to the calling. I ignored the calling and I just I just stayed until things got so hard and like I said, God has to intervene somehow. We don't have to let ourselves get to that place. But when you don't love yourself and you don't value yourself and you live in, from a space of fear, that tends to be where we end up. And so we must recognize and understand how we are playing a role in a lot of this, uh, these chaotic situations in our life, in all or most, if not any. And so I remember one time I was working in New York. I was working at a club and I walked outside. I was so tired. My soul was so tired. I did not even belong in the club. I just remember being so miserable, so unhappy. And I stopped caring. Like there, this was a night that I was just like, God... This was me on my knees, honestly. This was me like, God, please, I cannot do it anymore. I simply cannot do it anymore. Um, I remember it very clearly. It was raining and it was, I think, in like a November or like October or November time, sometime around there. I was new to New York. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any money. I didn't know anyone. And I remember I walked outside the club and I think that I didn't have any money. Like I, like I literally had no money that night. Um, I don't know what happened or I can't remember. But I think I left early and so I, I didn't get paid my tips at the end of the night or whatever. But I left the club. It was the middle of the night. It was probably 3 in the morning or something like that. And it was raining. And I didn't know my way around the area at all. I didn't know my way around New York at all when I first arrived in New York. So... I remember I just started walking and I just started walking and I was just like, God, I don't care anymore. I don't care what happens to me. I don't care where I end up. I just don't care. Whatever, like whatever you want, whatever happens, happens. I just don't care. And there was like a numbness I was feeling. There was no fear. There was no, I, it was no like, I don't know in my area that I'm in, right? It was pitch black at night. Or not pitch black, there was street lights and stuff. But still in the middle of the night in an area that you don't know. And out of nowhere, this guy comes up behind me. I remember I had my headphones and I was listening to music. And I was just walking. And I'm telling you, I had no idea where I was going. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just walking. And I was going to walk until I died. Like, I didn't care. Um, this man came up to me. And he starts yelling at me. He's like, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. 
and I turn around and I'm crying. I was bawling my eyes out, right? I'm just crying and I'm hysterically crying. And and he's walking after me. He's like, excuse me, ma'am. Like, I don't want to get too close and scare you, but um, I just heard you crying. And like, you're a, like a beautiful woman walking at night by yourself. I, I cannot let you walk in this area by yourself. Like this, this doesn't feel okay. And I just remember like, looking at him like you know kind of weirded out because like why is this guy approaching me in the middle of the night but like at the end of the day like I just didn't care about anything like it was just so strange um and I was like no I'm fine and I just kept walking and he's like please please just like I don't want you to just walk alone by yourself at this time like I just don't feel right about it like would you just let me walk with you and I was like whatever and I just kept walking. I was like, whatever. So he walked with me for like a little while. And he was like, I know this is so strange. And probably you're weirded out by me even asking this. But can I just drive you home? Like, I really don't want you to be walking around here. This is not good. And I, like I said, at the time, I just didn't care. Um... And I wasn't just going to get into some stranger's car. I would never, like, no matter how much crazy shit I've done in my life. And I used to hitchhike back in Canada in certain places. But, like, I would never just get into some random person's car that I didn't know. Ever. Like, that's not something my parents raised me um, to ever be comfortable doing. But at this time, at this moment, something felt like... I could trust this person and the way that he approached me was very respectful it was just one of those things I don't know I just felt okay with it um so I got into his car and he said to me he's like my name is Angel and I just wasn't okay with you walking around at night by yourself I have sisters and I just want to make sure you get home safe this man's name was Angel <laughs> I'll never forget um, that moment because it, it could have ended so badly but this man dropped me off at home and he just dropped me off and that was it I never spoke to him again I never heard from him again I don't know where he lives I don't know anything about him but I made it home safe that night and I really truly believe that my angels were watching over me in that moment and they wanted me to know that I'm okay and that I was gonna get home safe and that angel was there to help me get home and I will never do that ever again in New York after that moment and I'm looking back on that it's like that will never happen but at the time I was in such a vulnerable situation um like I said when God comes in to blast your life apart because you're ignoring the calling some shit's got to happen and moments like this where i'm walking down the street and 3 a.m in the morning crying with no money like that was a moment that god was like okay like are you gonna finally hear what i've been trying to tell you this whole time is that you deserve you deserve stability you deserve love you deserve happiness you deserve safety you deserve to have money you deserve to 
feel so protected and loved and proud of who you are and not in these environments that are toxic and and keeping you from your highest potential and not around these people that are low vibe and and keeping you from your highest potential not in these jobs that keep you from your highest potential not in these relationships that keep you from your highest potential you deserve to live your highest potential to connect to me, to connect to my soul, to connect God's source, live in my truth, love in my truth, and be the best version of myself here, to trust that process, to trust the inner guidance that I've been given, and really truly know how powerful we truly are. I have many, many stories that follow that one of moments that I was on my knees begging for God to, you know, take the wheel. And it always is okay. God is always there when we need him, her, whatever you believe in, Allah. God will always show up. And in the most mysterious ways, um, like that story with Angel, I will never forget him. And there's moments, many moments like that in my life and things could have ended so badly, but they didn't. And I'm here to share that with you. For those of you that are feeling lost, just call out, reach out to God and your angels and ask for signs and really just be in that knowing. And if you are on your knees in these moments in your life, know that they are the most powerful place that you could find yourself because there is only up from that moment there's only up and you will look back on your life and you will remember the times that you were on your knees you will remember those moments and you will remember the moments where people like angel come into your life and save you and remind you just how worthy you are of the best life i love you guys so much i hope this helped some of you if you would like to book a personal session with me you can dm me on instagram or you can email me booking at feelswithmish.com you can uh, add my tiktok you can like share subscribe send all these things i also am working on my youtube channel for those of you that want to join me on there i'm trying to build that platform up so if you guys can do that that would be awesome thank you so much and i love you all so much